Welcome to All Things Trust and Wills, the Albertson and Davidson podcast. Hello, this is Keith Davidson. Thank you for joining us on All Things Trust and Wills. Today we're going to cover the top eight things every trustee must know. So if you're taking over as the trustee of a trust, there's eight things that you absolutely must know if you're going to handle that trust properly. Let's start with number eight. You have to know your duties. There are pages after pages after pages of duties, obligations, and responsibilities that a trustee owes to the beneficiaries located in the California Probate Code. You are expected to know and follow all of them. Same with the trust document. Most trust documents have pages after pages after pages of duties and responsibilities that you must follow. How do you know all your duties and follow them properly? Well, you need to be advised about them. So the best thing to do is to get with a lawyer and have that lawyer explain to you what your duties are. You simply don't have the time to read through all of the potential duties, but you are expected to follow them. Remember that being a trustee is a thankless job. You get all the headaches and you get paid far too little for the liability that you're taking on. But you do have the right to seek out professional advice and you should use professionals as often as you can. All right, number seven of the top eight things you must know as a trustee of a trust is know the Uniform Prudent Investor Act. So one of the many duties that you have under the California Probate Code is to invest the trust assets prudently. That means you must invest the way a reasonable, prudent investor would when they're investing somebody else's money. It also means that you cannot be overly risky with trust assets. The idea is that you act conservatively. But in putting together an investment plan, you have to understand who the beneficiaries are, the purpose of the trust, the economic conditions, and you have to have a uh, you have a duty duty to diversify the trust assets as well. So the best way to put together an investment plan is to write it out on paper, have an investor's policy statement, and most good financial planners can help you prepare one. So few trustees actually have a written investment plan, and that's a huge mistake. You really need to put your investment plan down in writing. It's the only way you can really keep track of it, and it's the only way you can be sure that you're following it or that you need to adjust it. Sometimes market conditions change. You need to change your investments along with that. So know your duties under the Uniform Prudent Investor Act. Number six of the top eight things you must know as a trustee, know your beneficiaries. It's your job to get to know them. It's your job to communicate with them. It's your job to see what their needs are. It's your job to make sure that they're getting the distributions that they're entitled to when they're entitled to them. It's your job to inquire. So you actually have to go out and inquire with the beneficiaries to see what their needs are. So know your beneficiaries. It's vitally important. Number five of the top eight things you must know as a trustee, know your assets. So there's a term under the trust law referred to as marshalling assets. So it's your job to go out there and collect all the trust assets. It's also your job to properly manage them, to properly invest them, to protect them, to insure them, to do all the things to keep them safe. So know your assets, make sure that you have them all. If you don't know what all the trust assets are, and there's times when that does happen, the best way to find out is to just monitor the decedent's mail. So the person who created the trust, the set lore, typically they'll get uh, account statements mailed to their home. So if you can monitor their mail, you have a good chance of making sure that you find all trust assets. In the most extreme of cases, you can actually do an asset search under the decedent's name 
using the decedent's social security number uh, by just hiring an asset search company. And that's a good way just to make sure that you're not missing out on anything if you're getting into a trust where you don't necessarily know what the assets are. All right, number four of the top eight things you must know as a trustee. Keep all receipts and statements so you can do an accounting. So you are required as a trustee to do a trust accounting, and that means you have to have all the detail of every receipt that came in, of every expense that you paid for, what it was for, who it was paid to, how much it was. All of that detail has to go into your accounting, and you're not going to be able to put that into an accounting if you don't keep the receipts. So make sure you keep really good records. You cannot over-document what you do as a trustee. You can only under-document. So the more you put um, time and effort into keeping track of every financial transaction that you're doing as trustee, the better. Number three of the top eight things you must know as a trustee, understand trust accounting. Trust accountings, if you do a trust accounting for a beneficiary, it's very different from any other type of corporate or business accounting. And unfortunately, not every CPA knows how to do a proper trust accounting. A lot of times they'll give you what really is a corporate accounting, like a profit and loss statement or a balance sheet, and that just doesn't cut it. But you can actually find the requirements for a probate um, trust accounting right in the probate code. And so you should definitely use that as much as you can in probate code section 1061, 1060, right in that area. And what it does is actually lays out everything that you need. And a trust accounting starts with uh, the assets on hand at the beginning of the account period. It shows all the receipts and income. It then shows all the expenses, uh, any losses on sale, and all the assets at the end of the accounting period so that you have a nice tidy record of everything that has occurred from start to finish, and that's a proper trust accounting. All right, number two of the top eight things you must know as a trustee, know your statutes of limitation. So how long does a beneficiary have to file a lawsuit against you as a trustee? Well, it depends. If you serve trustee's notice, which you're required by law to do, although not every trustee does it, if you serve trustee's notice under probate code section 16061.7, then the beneficiaries have 120 days to contest the trust documents. That's not to contest your actions as trustee, just to contest the trust documents. If you account to a beneficiary, then they have three years to file a lawsuit against you unless the trust document gives a shorter period, which some trust will say 180 days, and then you have to put that language on the trust accounting as well, telling the beneficiary they only have 180 days to uh, object to the accounting. Alternatively, if you don't want to wait three years, you can file your accounting with the court and seek court approval. And if you do that, then once the court approves it, then the accounting is officially over, and nobody can come back at a later point in time and object to your actions as they're reported in the accounting. So if you have something that you did that is not reported in the accounting, then that wouldn't count. Now, if you don't do an accounting and you don't provide any written report to the uh, beneficiaries at all, then the time frame within which a beneficiary can sue you as trustee remains open indefinitely. So you can see that it's very important to give out an accounting because you want that, at a minimum, three-year statute of limitations to start running so that you won't be subject to a lawsuit 20 years from now. You want to make sure you close that door. Okay, and the number one thing that you must know as a trustee, communication and information is key. Remember that being a trustee is a thankless job, especially if you're dealing with difficult or demanding beneficiaries. 
But it doesn't matter if the beneficiaries are difficult or demanding. You still have a duty to communicate with them. And the best way to do that is to provide them information. So why not send them copies of bank statements? Why not send them copies of brokerage account statements? You're better off over-informing a beneficiary than under-informing a beneficiary because once they have the information, then number one, they can't complain that they didn't know. And number two, it also helps them see that you're doing the right thing or trying to do the right thing. And so they, when, when you don't communicate with somebody or you give them no information, they just assume that you're doing the wrong thing. And you don't want to have that assumption as a trustee. You want to have the assumption that you're doing the right thing because you probably are trying to do the right thing. So why not inform the beneficiaries of that fact? They can complain about whatever it is you're doing, but at least if you're giving them information, they're in the know, and you're satisfying your duty as a trustee to communicate with the beneficiaries. So that's it. That's the top eight things that you must know as a trustee. Just remember, trustees, it's a rough going out there. It's a thankless job that you've taken on, and you just have to make sure that you watch what you're doing and the way you're doing it. Good luck. For more information about this and many other trust and will topics, please see our website at www.aldavlaw.com. That's www.aldavlaw.com.